I would say it averages between between five and 10,000 euros a month. Welcome back to the podcast where we explore the creator economy and how you can succeed in it. Our guest today is an American content creator based in Paris. Their content revolves around planning your trip to Paris, staying safe in Paris, and traveling in Europe, the best things to do, as well as skincare and beauty. And they're here to talk about the creator economy and how they've managed to go full-time as a creator. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Amanda Rollins, known as American Fee on TikTok, a warm, warm welcome to the Creator Landscape podcast. Hello. Hi. Super excited to have you here, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the Creator Landscape podcast to talk about your incredible journey, which we will get into going, becoming a full-time content creator. Like I'm already like, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And you're, you've done it moving from America to Paris, correct? Yeah. When, when did you make that move? Um, so I moved almost exactly six years ago. It was August, 2017. Yeah. And were you creating content back then? Oh, well? I, I was always creating content. I've always been, I've, I've, it's, it's, it was never like in the same way as it is now. Cause TikTok didn't exist back then, but yeah. um, I, you know, if whatever platform I had, I was on it. If there was an option to record video, I was recording video. Like Whoa. back in the day, I would do my own video vlogs on my Instagram story, which was horrible. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a blog and I would, so I was always putting stuff out there just, but like not, not with an intention necessarily. Yeah. So you've always been a creative then. Yes. I feel like uh, I see, and I, I probably struggle with this as well, the intention. A lot of uh, young, new, let's say new creators, they're getting into the space. It's like, well, what's your intention when you, when you post? What do you actually want that piece of content to do? And also, what do you want for yourself? So mm -hmm. can you sort of tell us about how your intention shifted when you started thinking about content differently? What does that mean? How was it? your message and what did you want to put out there? Kind of like, cause I think it's, it's, I guess it's more, what can, how can I bring the most value to people and mm. what kind of videos would I want to watch? I think that was the biggest thing I had to ask myself, would you keep watching this? Cause listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. I rewatch my videos and sometimes I'll be like in bed after having like gone out to the bars and I'll watch one of my videos and I'm like, I'm hilarious, like, which is so silly, but I'm like, cause I, sometimes when my videos happen, I don't, I don't write scripts. So I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth until I say it. Sometimes that's another change. I started being more intentional and actually not writing scripts, but putting bullet points. Right. Cause I was just going free, freehand, like just doing it. Um, so I started asking myself, Amanda, would you watch your own ramblings? And sometimes the answer is yes, but other times I would be like, well, maybe not because it like, what's the point? I started asking myself, would I, would I scroll on this? What is, what am I supposed to get out of this? Would I save this video? Would I share this video? Um, and I started paying attention to my videos that perform the best, like which, which ones clearly are giving what people want and what, what is similar to those, what do those have in common? Um, and I found that it was usually a really key piece of information, a really funny story or a good story, or like, like, um, bullet points, like listicles or things that they can take away from it. Um, so I started, you know, I would film a video, the way I would normally film it. And then I'd be like, wait, Amanda, did you do it? Did you do it in a way where at the end of that video, someone's going to feel like they got something? And I'd be like, no. So I'd have to go and refilm it and like do it that way. So it's like, hey, these are the things that you're going to get in this video and kind of cut out some of my anecdotes 
because like you only have a certain amount of time, right? And so I feel like I cut my own blurbering and made it more bullet pointed, um, which was kind of hard for me at first because I would just talk forever if I could. So I think like committing to what the takeaway is ahead of time before I do it was the change, I guess. I, I'm, I think you're bang on the money with it's about finding that mix of giving value in whatever way the value looks with the intention you want to put out and showing yourself as a person and letting people be invested in your personal life. Yeah. And, and I, the thing that I, I think clicked for me is I have my favorite creators and every time they post about their life, I'm like, Oh, give it to me. I'm like, I'm like, turn down the music. We have to pay attention. Cause I'm so excited. So I was like, Amanda, you're that. But I think this is where imposter syndrome comes in a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't realize who like what this, the platform that I have, like I do, but I don't. Cause I'm just like, I'm a regular schmegular Amanda. I'm chilling. But then people like people will recognize me and I'm like, wait, like, I'm just, I'm just me. Like, it's, it's just me. But like, it's very confusing because it's, I do have, I do have a platform. Um, mm. And so sometimes when I post self, you know, updates about myself, I'm like, is anyone going to care about this? But it's, they, they totally do. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a, a balance is the key there. Do you, you work with brands? Do you yeah. do any affiliate work or is it pay per post mostly? Um, the thing is, I don't know if you've heard of the TikTok creativity beta program. Mm-hmm. They launched that in France. They launched it in France first before the rest of the world. So that launched in October of last year. And I joined, I was one of the first people to join. So TikTok was paying me for views and it's similar to the payout that you get on YouTube. From what I understand, I'm not on YouTube, but from what I understand, the payout is similar. It's anywhere between, I average between like 30 cents to a euro per thousand views on TikTok for a video wow. over one minute long. And lucky for me, all my videos are over one minute long. So I started earning money with that. Um, I would say it averages between between five and ten thousand euros a month from TikTok paying me for views, basically. Wow. So that's I'm gonna be very honestly, that's where the majority of my income comes from. Um I had one video that got like like thirty-six million views, and that video paid me sixteen thousand euros. And that's the one that I talked about where I went to I went to the Louvre with my best friend. She held up her little phone and I told you I don't write scripts and I don't do double takes. That was you know, I, we went to the Louvre, we filmed that bad boy, we edited her up and that's the video that got 36 million views. And that paid me 16,000 euros for one video. And so that when that happened, wild. I was like, oh, we can do more stuff like this. We can do. And the thing is when I'm making a video, I know when it's going to be a big one. I know, I know when it, I can feel when it's like, I just know. Um, and it's funny. I have like a list of big ones that I could do. I'm just, again, I'm just lazy. So I'll do it eventually. So that yeah. is the majority of my income. Brand deals help. I told you, I probably do one, maybe two a month. Um, and those are, you know, that they're not easy, right? Cause you have to go back and forth. They have to approve it. There's a lot that goes into it. I also am the worst actress known to man, which is why I can't take brand deals that I don't like because I'll be really bad on camera. Like I just, mm-hmm. the videos that do best are ones where I'm just, I'm just jacked up about it. Um, and then I do, I also offer, um, tours and consultation calls with people. Basically I, I realized that people are not just following me because I'm hilarious. They're following me because they plan to come to Paris. And a lot of people were asking me, Amanda, will you please offer tours? Can we hang out with you when we're in Paris? And I was like, I was like, oh, it feels, I had such a hard time with this. I was like, you're going to, I'm going to, you're going you're gonna to pay to hang out with me. Like, that's so gross. But then I thought about it and I was like, no, but like I could take them around Paris and like show them stuff. Like that's, that's an actual thing. It's not, it's not weird. Um, and so I did a lot of research on like what tour people charge. And I, I came up with like a rate that I felt like was good because it was really important to me that I could afford myself. Um, same for my consultation calls. A lot of people are like, you're not charging enough. And I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't afford myself. So I'm, why would I, 
Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you 200 bucks for 30 minutes of my time. Are you crazy? Um, so I created 30 minute consultation calls and um, two hour tours, and I launched that. And I've talked about it like a couple times. And to this day, I probably get four tour requests a day, without really pushing it at all. Um, which is really cool because that tells me there's a, the the need is there. Um, and if I did push it, it could be more. But I just I don't have time. Like next week, I made a mistake because I'm stupid and I well no because I was panicking about not having a job. This is this was around the time that I was panicking about not, about not having a job and if I could do this. So I scheduled myself a tour every day next week. <laughs> I have a tour every single day next week and like I have like three four hour tours and two two hour tours and it's a lot. Um, I try not to do that anymore because it's a lot. But um, yeah, so that, that, that is excellent. supplementing income as well. There are so many facets to the way you've built and monetized your brand. And it's crazy to think that that started just because you wanted to make content for yourself. Then you developed, uh, hey, maybe there's a bit of an intention behind my content. You put a bit of pressure on yourself, you know, thinking you didn't want to be at this job. All of a sudden, you're in this position where you are. You've got multiple streams of income. And it really just, to me, I'm really, I'm impressed and I'm so happy for you that you made this work for yourself because I feel like you must be so over the moon being able to create content that you love and you get to, to do that full time and make money. Yeah. I mean, I put, put it this way. When I had um, my job, my, like my, I had a very high paying job. Like they were paying me an outrageous amount of money. Um, I'm a good negotiator. And I had freedom, but I was, I would like, if I had a meeting at 1030, I'd sleep till 10. I was like, who cares? You know, that's just how I was today. No job up at seven every day, up at seven every day, because I'm so fucking excited. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. I swear a lot. I'm so jacked up to get out of bed in the morning. That's the first thing. And the second thing, one of my favorite feelings in the entire world is when you give someone a recommendation and then they do it and then they come back to you and say it was good. So that's yeah. like my entire life now. Like every, when people tag me in a story and they're like, Amanda, I tried this restaurant because you said it was good and it was good. I'm like, yes, like I'm so excited that you liked it. Um, or when people say to me, hey, these guys tried to pickpocket me, but I knew what to do because you told me. So they didn't pickpocket me. And I'm like, like, I don't know, like I'm, I feel like I am them and they are me. I am them because I was pickpocketed. And I, I mm. so I, I'm happy to like be the person that I wish I had when I was visiting Paris. Yes. I... Yeah. You, you speak, you resonate with me a lot with that because I, through my journey of talking about my poor relationship struggles, which became a lot of my content uh, and relationship with alcohol mm -hmm. and how I changed that with my health, I was doing a lot of lives and I was just talking to people in my lives a lot. And I had that, a lot of people would come back to me a while later. Like I got an, a message a couple of months ago. It was like, hey, I just want to say I'm doing really well with my, my drinking habits now. Thank you so much for all your lives and conversation. I was like, yes, yes. yes. Dude, and you, it, there's it, no price tag on that. That is, that is no. the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And that happened from just me creating content and sharing my story and being raw and vulnerable with my audience. And so I think it, it, you have to do it. You have, to, is, you have to show up. You've got to be authentic and you make a difference. You might not think, oh, you might get 300 views and think, oh, I've got 300 views, but one person saw your video, they watched it to the end and they thought, I like this person. I resonate yeah. with everything they're saying. They might not comment, but they will watch yeah. your videos and you are making a difference. Yep. This And this ties into, because I think you wanted me to maybe kind of give advice for what people who want to be creators can do. Yes. What I say to people is, what's your story to tell? What's what, My first question to ask people is, what is, if you had to give a speech right now for one hour, uninterrupted with no planning, what could you talk about for one hour? 
Everyone mm -hmm. has something. I have many things. I could go off on multiple topics, no preparation, right? Mm -hmm. um, everyone has one. The other thing is what, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you give big fucks about? Like, what is, what is your unique take on something? I promise you there's an audience for literally everything. There are things that you can talk about and people will be into it. And what I tell people always come to me, they're like, oh, I want to get started on TikTok, but I'm stressed. I don't know where to start. And I'm like, no, TikTok is the platform for that to just go, just post like 20 videos of rambling. They won't perform well. It doesn't matter. At the beginning, it doesn't matter because you need to find out what your audience wants from you. So I found I would just post videos and I would base, you know, someone would comment and say, oh, tell me more. So I would reply to that comment and create a chain and go that way. Cause I'd be like, oh, they're into this, right? If I made a video and I got literally zero comments, I was like, okay, the people are either asleep or they do not like this. Um, so that's how it goes, right? But sometimes I'll post something and I get all these follow-up questions and I'm like, oh, this is what the people want. Like they will, the people will tell you what they want a hundred percent. Um, and then from there, you just kind of go with it. Like, I feel like you can pay attention to what, what the app is telling you, but the only way that's going to happen is if you put enough stuff out there for it to be seen by people to then give you that sort of feedback. Um, like you can't, you can't just put one banger video and pray for the best. That's never going to work. You need to put like 20 videos and hope that one of them performs. Do you get what I mean? So how do you get someone, and I've experienced this, to overcome that imposter syndrome and like nobody's going to watch it. How do you get them, how do we bypass that barrier of, oh, fuck it, just post it and then move on to the next video? How do you overcome that? What, I don't know. Did just you ever me. have that yourself? No, I'm the most shameless person. I need, I should have shame. I need shame. It doesn't, I don't know. It would be good to give me a hefty dose of shame. <laughs> just be embarrassing. Just be so embarrassing. I don't like, I think the key would be to just, follow other people like me, like people who don't give a fuck. Cause I think yes. that's really good to be like, well, look, they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. and just, just get, it, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. You're going to be like, this is so lame, but do you, your words are so powerful. Your mindset is so powerful. So if you were like, Hey, I'm about to be lame right now and I'm going to own it. I'm going to be so embarrassing right now. And it doesn't matter. And just do it. It's going to be uncomfortable at first. Of course there's my first two TikToks are so bad. My voice is high. Cause I'm putting like my, my online voice, like, like my customer service voice. Cause I was like, not myself, you know, like I can watch the progression of my old videos to now. Cause now I'm just like, yo guys, this is what's going on. But before I was like, yeah, I'm an American living in Paris. Oh my God. It was so, because I was nervous. It's right. But mm. it doesn't matter. That's how I started. And, and then it worked. So it's, I, I just, I, your first few videos are going to suck and it's going to be embarrassing. Mm. And you're going to feel weird, but just do it anyway, because someone's going to comment and be like, tell me more. And you'll be like, oh, okay. It worked. And you see the people that are like that as creators, it, it's not, you need to do this, this, like you can tell tonality. You can just easily see yeah. if they're being authentic through their tone and their, their, their body language, or if they're scripting everything from, and there's nothing wrong with scripting things at the start too, but yeah, it gets more free flowing later on. Yeah. And you get more comfortable, more and confident. As you just made me think of something else, um, two things. This is going to come as probably a shock to you. Um, I don't look at my numbers and I don't look at my comments. Uh, I'll mm. post a video and I'll, in the first few minutes, I'll look at the comments, but I don't go back. I don't like some people, people have made stitches about me and I found out like way later because like I don't check because I, I'm like, it's going to piss me off probably. Like if someone, I mean, people, there's people out there who hate me so much. But I'm, I'm just like, I don't care. It's not like it, it means nothing to me. I'm very, everything that I do and I say, absolutely not perfect, can always improve, but I'm content with myself. Um, so an outsider's opinion is not going to affect me. I think, I know that that's not so easy for everyone, but I didn't, I wasn't born like this. I had to teach myself to be that way. Yeah. A lot of, you know, I, there's a lot of books that I've read and a lot of self-work that I've done to just get so content with myself that an outsider's opinion 
can't affect me. It's like that, that, fra that, um, what's it, that, that phrase, would you take advice? Don't, don't accept criticism for someone you wouldn't take advice from. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a big one. Um, so, but like when I post videos, I don't, I'm not really like digging into what they're saying necessarily. If I see a good comment, I'll reply to it, but I'm not so caught up in like what the people are, what, what, what the, what the perception of the video is, especially if it's a video that I really liked. Um, so I think that's one, like to not get in your head too much about that. Like, yeah, you're going to get hateful comments on your videos. It's part of the game. Um, if you're not getting hateful videos on your hateful comments on your videos, I think you're probably being too safe and too boring. So that's yep. the first one. And the second one, ask yourself what you like in creators. I think being, you know, being authentic, but also showing a little bit of humility and admitting when you're feeling stressed about something, being embarrassing, like people are looking to connect with other people through this app. No one wants like a perfectly curated, like beautifully edited, like facts. That's, that's the, that's the internet of the past, but people like TikTok because um, they feel like they get to know you, like kind of like what we just talked about. So that's why like laughing at yourself in the video, or even if someone started and said, I'm going to make a video about this because I care about it, but actually I'm super nervous. It's my first TikTok. I feel like that would blow up. I feel like people would be like, no problem. You did great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's going to, I'm, I'm excited to see where the next five years of the curated economy, how it changes. The landscape is already rapid, rapid. Since TikTok came into the game, everything has just exploded and it's, mental it's so fun to be a part of because it just evolved so quickly but amanda really want to thank you for, for sharing all your insights from going into content creation full-time your whole your experience and how you've been authentically just being you and it's such an exciting journey i can see the passion in your eyes and the way you speak and you carry yourselves that you just wake up at 7 a.m you're like time to go like that is so cool and i, I know so many people are going to be super excited for that uh, our content creators and creative professionals and be like, yeah, you go. That is awesome. So thank you so much for sharing your story and to our creators and creative professionals listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to Amanda and I's conversation about Amanda's journey. Honestly, incredible. I, I'm, I know I'm going to go to bed after this and I'm not going to be able to sleep because my, my brain is going, <laughs> going wild with ideas. So I'm going to pull out a pen and paper and write them down. But Thank you so much, everyone, uh, and we'll see you all in the creator landscape. Thanks. See you.